Hi, Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone here. When will you understand that I am a person and not a thing? Look it up. Do something else. Do my eyebrows. Better to say, am I being true to myself? And is this what I want to say? And have I expressed myself the way I want to express myself? I mean, that's what it's all about. You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Ciccone. Hey, everybody, it's Stefan. Hey, guys, it's Tony. Today on the show, we've got Donald Ely, art director, graphic designer, illustrator, and of course, Madonna fan. But he's also a friend of the podcast. Hi, Donald. <laughs> hey, nice to meet you. If you're a fan of the podcast, you'll know that Donald gave us a very heartfelt contribution in our season two finale, the erotica episode. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I think Donald, you first came onto our radar because somebody had reposted a picture of you and your son attending Madame X, right? Yes, yes, yeah. I think that was roughly the time and I came on your radar. Yeah. Am I correct in knowing that that was your son's very first concert ever? That was my son's very first concert, okay. and um, I thought that it was a really great concert to take him to for his first concert because um, leading up to Madame X coming out, um, I used to drive him to school every day. And in the car, uh, you know how she was doing the slow drip for each song. Mm-hmm. Um, I just started playing each song repeatedly over and over again. And he got really into it. I mean, he was already kind of like casual listener, but um, he got really into it to the point where like he would hop in the car and be like, Madam X or MX. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'm not going to complain about that. How old was your son at the time? <sighs> Two years ago, 10. Mm. He was 10. So he was that because you were drilling it into his brain that he should like Madonna, or was it just because he actually liked Madonna? Uh, I never like drill anything into his head. Um, I kind of will strategically play things like and hope that he mm-hmm. like latches onto it, but. Um, I never really uh, try to like drill it in. I think if the and, taste is there, it's there. I mean, I was 10 yeah. when I heard Borderline in the car and I instantly knew that this was something I would probably want to hear 30,000 times at, by the end of the day, you know? <laughs> yeah, for me, it was, I was five. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was five and I was visiting with my aunt all the time uh, in her apartment and she just, con- she loved just to dance. And, um, so she always, uh, I would see her on the weekends and the weekends was like her time to clean her apartment. So she would throw on Madonna and clean her apartment and I would just sit there and watch her clean (laughs) and listen to music. So before we get into our little topic that we've come up with today, I, I think it's a little time for this week in Chaconi. Donald, would you do me the favor of saying in the best radio announcer voice that you've got (laughs) this week in Chaconi? This week in Chicone. See, I get what I want. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Um, so it's been a rather calm week being a Madonna fan, but um, one update we do have is the sound mix for Madame X is underway, and she's been in the studio with good old Mike Dean, who worked on the Madame X album, and she's brought him back to help the the mix for the film, but 
the sound mixing is not the only thing going on in the studio with Mike Dean. No, there seems to be a a lot of extracurricular activities going on, if you know what I mean. No, they just went to the dispensary before they (laughs) went to the studio. That's all, you know, and, um, and, and, You'll notice, I think, Stefan, earlier this week, you pointed out, like, she's not actually partaking in any of this. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't think that she is. You know, there's a conspiracy theory that, you know, Madonna is not smoking weed. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you heard. Somebody had said that Lourdes... She's, she's Lourdes, being a cool mom. Lourdes went on record calling out her mom's bluff, saying she's not smoking weed. She's never smoked weed. She barely even drinks. Right. And uh, it's, I thought it was interesting that that's... She's just, you know... She's catfishing us, Madonna. She's, she's uh, you know, playing Instagram like everybody else does. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. highly curated. Yeah. And um, she wants us to think she's that cool mom. So mm-hmm. Now, 10-year-old me would have been, like, dying, like, seeing her being anywhere near weed or, like, alcohol. Because at the time, like, I wanted, I just wanted her to be pure. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, no. The best, like, aside from sex and, like, you know, flying around <laughs> naked. But I wanted... I was like highly against drugs. I mean, I still haven't touched a drug in my life. I do drink, but if I would have seen her doing that at the time, I would have been devastated. Look, <laughs> that's just the kind of kid I was. We're all used to a, a straight edge Madonna. I was thinking about um, yeah. the reinvention auditions that were captured for "I'm Going to Tell no. You a Secret," and you know, she asked the dancers that she hired. She's like, "Could you do it less?" Yeah, could you do it less? <laughs> so. Um, you know, I always think about that, and and she's mentioned that even before. You know, saying if I were drinking and doing drugs, would I be able to do a tour like this? Would I be able to work out like this? And and I I agree. You know, you probably right. wouldn't. You know, mm-hmm. and it it drives me crazy when you see, um, you know, tabloids saying, you know, even during like the Madame X tour and stuff, saying she was like drunk on stage and stuff. I'm like, there's no way. There's no, no way she was drunk on stage. She couldn't do. She's, she's just a little crazy now. That's she's gonna all. do what? She's gonna do a handstand in the middle of the human nature right. number right. while she's wasted. I'm like, yeah. that's a no. talented drunk. Then if that's what's happening, yeah. But you know, like people like my grandmother believe that kind of stuff, and they're like, "Did you see Madonna was drunk on stage?" I'm like, mm. I think it's totally Mike Dean. I, yeah. You know what? Hey, if if he works more creatively, effectively with you know a little bit of marijuana, then good for him. So, wait. So did Mike Dean do the mixing on the other live albums? I don't remember. Uh, he worked on. He, fan. he worked on Rebel. He comes to Madonna through Kanye West. So right. he worked okay. on um, Rebel Heart, and then she brought him on to Madame X. Mm. And I don't think he worked. No, he did not work on the last uh, tour album, but he did work on this one. So, yeah, yeah hopefully it's good. I, yeah, uh, hopefully it's good. I really don't want a lot of audience noise because we know that the audience was not like. No, it, well, it can't. Hype. I mean, they, yeah. it would be fabricated because the audience was not as like a stadium tour in any way. But right, and I don't, I don't know. I just really want it to be good. <laughs> like, I just like Fing, keep fingers, my fingers crossed. Um, because I loved. Madame X. I thought, thought for her in some ways I was like, I know people say this all the time with every album, depending on the type of fan you are, but I thought for her it was like a return to form yeah, in a way. Yeah. Um, and just down to everything. The promotion was great for it. I love that teaser video that she first put out. It was like, oh God, this feels good. The only other thing that she's done recently uh, in, in the news uh, was posting that super fierce photo shoot that she did wearing the mm-hmm. Jean-Paul Gaultier t-shirt and uh, leather um, leather overalls and her little glasses. Yeah. And uh, she, I think Donald, you and I messaged 
and said you, <laughs> you saw you it had, like seconds had, before I did. <laughs> yeah, you said something like you didn't like the fact that she had straight hair, but she's working it in that mm-hmm. in that outfit. I I je- well actually what I said was that in general throughout her career I haven't been a fan of straight hair. Um, I know people like go over the like pop magazine cover that she did and like the straight oh, hair yeah, during yeah. the Guy Ritchie era. Like I just I didn't like that. I didn't I just there's something about that that doesn't feel I mean, I know it's Madonna, but it doesn't it's not my Madonna. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um and but I do feel like it looks great recently and I love her in glasses. Like Yeah, she looks sexy. really, really good. And I, yeah. I was surprised that um I mean I remember when she well, Tony what was that interview that she did back at the like Virgin tour era where she had those horn rimmed glasses and the, oh, like, yeah the yeah white, yeah but she wore those a white. lot back then if you like especially there's like a lot of photos of her at a the, at, at the Palladium uh, hanging out mm-hmm. with Andy Warhol and all those people she wore glasses yeah. to go out yeah. when she wasn't being photographed or she didn't think she was going to be photographed and I suspect that she probably does in her regular life as well. I used to have a book. It was like one of those unofficial biographies um, when I was a kid, and it had a photo of her with glasses. And the caption I remember reading said she just wore them for show. I don't know if there's a truth to that, but yeah. she wears. <laughs> I specifically remember that part of that biography. That I had. You know, I mean, if the weed is fake, the glasses are fake. The cigarettes are fake. <laughs> the grill is fake. <laughs> right. But you know she's a canvas. Yeah, you know she yeah. she wants to add things on. She's and, playing a character. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, and speaking of character, I mean Donald, I can see that you're wearing a Madonna Truth or Dare T-shirt. Um, I am. Which what's is it? The one that says Don, does it say anything at the bottom? Underneath her sleeping? No, it says it on the back. Oh. Oh, the ultimate dare is to tell the truth. Indeed, it is. Yeah. Um, it's like the cheapest T-shirt. Um, <laughs> fabric was like I, I tried to like wear it as little as possible so it doesn't <laughs> disintegrate you know, turn into so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like a fine balance because if you like wait too long then it dry rots and so like you have to keep it like in rotation but uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong so that shirt was like promotional material for the VHS release right yeah yeah so I think there used to be uh, some type of bundle um, we used to go to my um like it was like an independent rental store but they had a massive truth or dare poster like the one you have behind you but it was bigger Mm -hmm. and it was on their wall for like over a year and that was back when um you know they still have like madonna had promotional stuff in stores uh every weekend we would go there my brother and i would rent video games my parents would get movies and um I was like, can I put my name on that poster so when it comes down, you can call me. And I specifically remember with that particular uh, poster, um, we were checking for a year. Seriously. I remember one day I was um, taking a shower, went into my bedroom, and suddenly it was on my wall. And my dad had run to, I guess they had called the house and my dad had gone to the um, rental store, picked it up waited for me to like not be in my room for an extended period of time and hung it up for me. And oh, it was like the best so nice. surprise. Nice. Wait, so how did you get yeah. the t-shirt? My wife and I, when we were going to reinvention tour, which is actually her first Madonna concert. Um, good, show to, in, good show to see. Yeah. We saw her in DC at the time I was obsessed and it was like tied with like my all time favorite Madonna concerts. Um, now not so much, but in preparation for the show, I was like, I, I want to like find a t-shirt that I don't normally wear. And I just kept thinking back to that truth or dare t-shirt that I never got with like the VHS bundle. And, um, 
I'm gonna look into that. I wonder mm-hmm. if there if there's any of those rolling around still. There must be. Yeah, this I got. It was like still in the plastic. Oh, um, okay. I mean, I remember too. The VHS of Truth or Dare had two additional numbers at the end. It had yes. Like a Prayer and Hanky Panky, which were not mm-hmm. in the movie or the DVD. So I'm like, ah, please. And I'm so okay. Actually, we're on this topic. Yeah. Um, and talking about like my aspirations as a designer. <laughs> I've always obviously wanted to do something for Madonna. I don't think it'll ever happen. But if anybody never has say contacts never. out there. Dare to dream, Donald. Up. Dare yeah. to dream. Create I never, I never thought I'd dance with her, and look what happened. I want there to be a Criterion Collection release of Truth or Dare. I think it, it warrants that type of a release. I think it's always had a cheap DVD, Blu-ray release. Oh, yeah. um, even the most recent version, like, changed the typography and stuff on it. And, just felt kind of it just felt really cheap um it's what's always, the difference of a criterion collection what comes along with that oh my god it comes with the restoration uh restoration 4k uh remastering so um, they redo the film itself yeah. but is there like a packaging stuff that comes along with it i'm assuming so yeah they, right? they like, do the commentaries they add new commentaries with the film i've got tons of them back there yeah I, uh, me too I, um, i've got a thing full of them um yeah, and but usually a really nice thick booklet on printed on high quality paper with um, interviews or reproductions of interviews, depending mm-hmm. on you know pertaining to that film. Sometimes it's you know um, like a dissection of the film, which I think Truth or Dare warrants, um, kind of being a predecessor to these types of concert films. Um, and yeah, I mean there was just so much promo around. It would be nice to have that on like a bonus disc. Have all like have the breakfast, um, breakfast with Madonna. Uh, what was it? Dinner with Madonna. Um, have the Carrie Fisher interview in print um, for the booklet. And actually, I think it could be a triple disc. It could be <laughs> one disc of just promo, <laughs> one disc with the film, and then the third disc, obviously, with the Blonde Ambition. Hmm. And I think like people would buy the shit out of that, and they could charge, you know, a lot for it. But yeah, I. I've already started working on like what I would want a Criterion release to look like, and mm-hmm. hopefully one day I'll, I'll share it. But we, um, when Truth or Dare first came out on VHS, um, I used to watch it every single day um, during the <laughs> summer. <laughs> like it was like two summers in a row. We had a babysitter; his name was Carl, and every morning he would come. I would already be like halfway into it. Um, and like the rule was always, all right, we can go outside and play or do board games or something, but after Truth or Dare is finished. So he watched it as much as I did. Well, <laughs> like, Donald. And he was not a fan. <laughs> I'm so glad that you had such a positive experience because when um, Truth or Dare was released on video, I went to my local video store because I was going to go rent it and take it home and make my own copy of it so I could watch it every day. So I get there and the queen at the counter, who's been eyeballing me for months, decides to card me. Oh no. He just looks oh. me right in the end. He's like, I need to see your ID. You're not 18. And I was like, Are you kidding me? I just rented Salo last week. You know, like what what oh. like what is wrong <laughs> with you? You know? And um for like two weeks he was the same thing the same thing. And of course, you know, my mother was not gonna set foot in a video store ever. So oh, um really? okay. <laughs> yeah, I had to like borrow it from a friend, make a copy, and um I went in my- I went in there one day and I told the guy, I was like, and he's like do you still want to rent Truth or Dare? And I was like, no, I've seen her in concert. I have all her stuff. I don't, I don't care about that movie. I just like rolled my eyes. <laughs> Never set foot in that store again. Liar. I think they closed after that too, you know. <laughs> That's funny. Your mom wouldn't set 
oh, put no. in a, a video rental store. And my mom was like renting, going <laughs> in the back room, getting porn while we were uh, running video games. Lucky. No, no. Um, <laughs> there was no entertainment in our house. And I had to bring it in, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> he stuffed it. Tony would hide it in a sleeve of a, of a Bible. I sure did. Know. I got I'm Breathless at Sam's Club. <laughs> Oh, so you probably got in the long box. I sure did, yeah. Oh, remember long boxes? I love... Well, so speaking of long boxes, so for those of you young listeners out there who might not have grown up and seen CDs when packaging first came in, they used to put CDs in these things called long boxes. To deter shoplifters. Exactly, because it was much more difficult to shove this huge long box in your jacket or sleeve than it was a CD. There was another reason, too, though, um, and that was because um, that people were shifting from vinyl to cassettes and CDs. And because of that, um, a lot of places didn't update their storage mm-hmm. right away. And the storage was for a 12 inch and, you know, cassettes are super tiny or CDs are super tiny. So um, there was like that weird transition period where they wanted them to still be able to fit inside of. You know, a record. The bin, yeah. Bin, yeah. But I also think, I remember, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of graphic designers loved the long boxes because there was more art, like real estate to actually yeah. design. I'm shooting myself because I remember seeing erotica in the long yeah, box form. I remember that. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. I just want the, like, <laughs> but now, like, you know, as an adult, mm-hmm. I just wish I still had that because it was a beautiful package. I think that was the last Madonna CD that was released in a long box. I I remember buying the Like a Prayer single. It was one of those uh, five inch discs, and mm-hmm. it came in a long box. I mean, it was like I think it cost like four dollars for that. It was Like a Prayer and Act of Contrition. You know, five inches. But I mean, mm-hmm. I was basically mm-hmm. paying for all the cardboard. And yeah. I don't I I don't know where that disc is because you had to use like an adapter to play the five inches. It was like a mess. I no wonder it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Donald, since we have you on the show, you you're an art you're you're gonna represent all graphic designers mm-hmm. and art directors on oh, <laughs> um, mass for for today. Um, we sort of wanted to do a little deep dive into like, you know, because obviously everyone listens to Madonna music, but mm-hmm. one of the wonderful things about all of her albums in the past was being able to go through the books the little mm-hmm. the little album booklets or the little you'd open the cassettes and you'd be able to like go through the liner notes and whatnot what do you think was like some of her most successful graphic design moments on either albums or i don't know calendars or whatever i mean t-shirts Fonts. i think for i think for me it was the golden era was from like a prayer to bedtime stories um, just about everything that came out, just about all of those releases were just like hit after hit after hit for me, design wise. Um, and I think that really influenced me as a designer um, before I knew I was going to be a designer. And like, why? I, why do you think that about those albums? So, well, great. First of all, great photography. Um, today, not so much. Um, mm, agreed. Think, yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. You mean because, like again, like album like the 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 I'm photo talking about album the singles, photo the photo she's photo using. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to um, you, Hard Candy. <laughs> hold on now, but I actually do like Hard Candy, and I'll get back to that. Hmm. But yeah, for me, it's a combination of great typography, um, great photography, and great placement of both, mm-hmm. and um, the color palette specifically for each release. Um, just like <laughs> like if I could. 
I just want to eat it. I want to mm, bite into mm-hmm. it. It just tastes so good. Um, and it, I think ultimately it, it affected like my experience and my relationship with her. The first thing that I got was my first like piece of Madonna anything was the Like a Prayer cassette single, mm-hmm. which is obviously the um, Herbert's photo from the back cover of Like a Prayer. Yeah. And it's arguably like one of her best photos ever. Um, but <laughs> the there's just something, and I like that they have that's nice sort of like organic edge around the side um, that you would get, you know, if you were processing like a photo in the dark, dark room, I liked that it wasn't white. It was cream. Um, mm-hmm. There was just something is uh, something so rich about that. It just felt special to me. All of that, like a prayer stuff down to the actual album cover um, and thinking about that time in her career where so many people said, this is everything she does. It's about her. It's mm-hmm. about her. It's about her. And finally she put out something and she took her face off of it and it was just her hands and it was just like that jewelry and that denim and uh, there's just something like great about it she wanted people to focus on the music and not her image in that particular Mm -hmm. instance and for that album cover and I think that was a really smart move I don't know if it was originally her idea or not but um, I think in the end it really worked and I but and I still and I also love you know like the larger photo and then the one of her in the purple top like swooshing her hair to the side mm-hmm. um that's really good too and that those colors too oh so the next t-shirt i, I design is going to be uh, like a prayer related oh cool. i'm going to pick up on some of those colors yeah the thing i loved about madonna and i i don't know if it was like a subconscious thing or something that i was honing in on i always noticed that for each album they were starting to give her name a different font treatment yes which i loved sort yes. of like noticing that that and so like every time she was coming out with a new album in my mind I was like how are they going to depict her name how is the font going to like sort of showcase Mm -hmm. her name and I felt like they did that up until a certain time and then it wasn't as smartly done and I don't know if it's they just they stopped pain like pain her name so much mind but like when you look at like i always loved from like the her first and second album i felt like it was the same font treatment for Mm. the first album and like a virgin a little bit but then like obviously true blue like a prayer i'm breathless um I mean, Immaculate Collection, you got that huge little insignia. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like Bedtime Story, I loved that they like, it was this super skinny little font. Yes. And yeah. there was just so many different wonderful treatments that they would do to her name that I felt like once, I, I don't, maybe once the CD stopped becoming such a big thing or I, I don't know why it fell off, but it felt like it just sort of stopped becoming the momentum that it was, the, mo- the moment that it was. I think, Madonna, the album, and Like a Virgin, they were different typefaces. But another favorite of mine, obviously, is Radica. And I remember seeing that sort of like handwritten, scribbly type. It like, to me at the time, like, let's see, 1992, I was 10. Um, I was like, oh, this like feels like something I shouldn't have. But my parents mm-hmm. have no idea what's in. I mean, they had, they must have had some idea because it's called Erotica. And I had to ask them what that meant at the time because I remember not knowing. <laughs> And my mom's like, it means sex. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, but yeah, I just remember it was like so gritty and raw. And I mean, I wouldn't find out later because I didn't see the sex book until I turned 18. Um, but I wouldn't find out later. It's, you know, used all throughout there. And that was like such a treat for me. Um, and I'd like, 
And so that's actually one of the things that ties a lot of my favorite, you know, uh, covers of hers together is sort of like the handwritten element. So like with True Blue, um, sure. the title and with uh, what else? You Can Dance. Mm-hmm. You Can Dance is actually one of my all-time favorites. That's definitely not my favorite look of hers, but design-wise, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just so juicy and like. Well, and gorgeous. Tony, you in um, in leading up to recording today, mm-hmm. you had pinpointed that there was a specific person responsible for designing all of this. Right, Who there was, was um, Jerry Hyden. So she was mm-hmm. paired with Madonna with the first album she worked for Warner Brothers, and then she uh, Seymour Stein took her to work for Sire Records. So she was tasked to work on all the albums up until i think probably erotica yeah up until erotica because uh, actually not erotica because fabian baron did erotica and up, yeah and, up to erotica is what I mean. stories. Mm-hmm. Right. but yeah yep. so she you know she she's the one who started with the um the iconic images of her face and yeah. the different fonts uh and she's the one who created the handwriting that's her handwriting in true blue right. and um also, and you it's can beautiful dance. handwriting. Yeah, it, it is, and, and you know, you're right to to bring up you can dance because you can dance has a very, very good layout, and it has amazing liner notes. If you haven't read them, find them because Great. they are yeah. written by Brian Chin, who was working for Rolling Stone at the time, and they're so good. And it takes Madonna mm-hmm. seriously during a time when people were trying to put her down as like you know a pop has been by the time mm-hmm. by that by 1988 already. You know, right. yeah, and now we've come full circle exactly. <laughs> But yeah, you can dance. Something about that red is just so gorgeous to look at. I mean, like it's like a Coke can. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like the perfect red, and then like combined with like that image of her, and she, you know, has a knack for like looking at the camera in a way that I feel like nobody else can. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, it's just like she's there to seduce you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's and it feels like she's looking right at me. I used to have her posters all over my bedroom, and I felt like I couldn't go anywhere in my bedroom without her looking at me. So in some ways that was nice, but in other ways I'm like, mm, can you turn Creepy. your head? Yeah. Yeah. I want to give an honorable mention to the uh, Justify My Love CD single because oh. it is... Oh, number totally. one. Yeah. That's my number one me too. of all of them. Of all of them, because yeah. that was her first departure. That was where, I mean, it was very sexual, but without even really saying a lot because it was so stark <sighs> and minimalist at the same time. And, the, and sexy, and sexy, like yeah. The font, a thousand percent sexy. And the font, <laughs> the font was like something Madonna had never worked with before, and it was just a whole new look, and it was like ushering in a new era, obviously. And it was gold. It had that gold, yeah, um, type like that slight metallic mm-hmm. sheen to it, and um, just a great use of white space. Yeah. And um, and again, it wasn't like a hundred percent white. It's like slightly creamy. Right. It's like got that warm feel to it, it and that's something that jerry hyden did that i always loved the special touches where you would open up the the cd um single cover and there would be like a photo inside or there would be like some lyrics or you know you would yeah. see like an like a like an outtake or something um mm-hmm. yeah. but, but that I, photo was a perfect photo for that for that single mm-hmm. and i'm glad they didn't and as much as i love the video it's one of my favorite videos like i'm glad they didn't use one of those photos for the oh no they, they were saving they, that I for rescue using, me yeah right oh, yeah, yeah. but um but oh my god, just like her look, the pose, the attitude, um, the fake cigarette—I mean, the real cigarette. She mm-hmm. probably wasn't really smoking. Um, but and the way her hair is just kind of like tucked up into that hat, mm-hmm. uh, so good. So Donald, what do you think would be her, just top three? Give us top three album artwork, era artwork, 
I think for me, my top three are like Sum a it up. erotica, <laughs> like yeah. a prayer, erotica, and probably bedtime stories. Uh-huh. Okay. I think those are my three faves. Yeah. I, I, I um, love bedtime stories. I thought that was so fresh. Uh, again. Yeah. And I think it, it went like, it really embodied the album. Mm-hmm. I thought um, the soft, like uh, pink and baby blue mm-hmm. and um, the thin type. I mean, it felt dreamy. It felt ethereal. Um, the way the, letter forms kind of like overlap each other as if they're like transitioning um and for her like at the time you know that was kind of a transition from like (laughs) dirty and raw to like soft and like just a little still dirty kind of but um not raw not raunchy not raw not yeah not raunchy um unless you're on david letterman (laughs) i don't know why you guys are using all these adjectives to describe (laughs) yeah (laughs) but actually and then something else that was uh really good was that details photo shoot that she did Uh um, bettina rhymes bettina rhymes yeah with her um belly button pierce sexy underwear and (laughs) rolling around in that dirty pad Uh, you know all i can think about story about that right no i just remember that um I, I just read recently that Bettina, I, I thought it was an actual hotel room that looked that way, but it was... Wasn't her apartment or something? No, or? it was it was a room that they were using, but they had these panels that look like the walls that you see. Because oh, the whole time, you know, when I saw that, you know, when it came out, it was also the Human Nature um, CD single cover. I was like, I love that wallpaper. Yes. I love that wallpaper. And it turns out that was created just for that, for that background. That's insane. Yep. That's insane. And I love Human Nature video, but I really love that image on the cover. Mm-hmm. It's so good. She's just like on the floor with her face rubbing up against the wall. Gr- it's like grimy. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's so so good. I like grimy Madonna. Yeah. Good, a little, a little, a little smoky, dirty, eye. raunchy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I think also too that's why I really love Confessions tour because I love when she gets like sweaty and her hair gets like what she called it like her skank hair. And <laughs> I'm going to tell you a secret. Oh my god! But like, by the by the end of or during that last segment, um, when she's doing hung up, yeah. Some so I have a close group of friends, um, Madonna online friends I've never met in real life, but um, they all know that I just love to see her sweat, sweat, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like perfect and like so like perfectly sweaty um, at the end of hung up. Like when she's mm-hmm. walking down, there's like two little dry patches, like right here. Under. <laughs> yeah. Well, my favorite sweaty Madonna is Vogue at the very last show of blonde ambition where her hair is like, Oh yeah. Like it's like a mop. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. I, but <sighs> I love your attention to detail, Donald. You just really pick up on stuff. Back, back to her being sweaty one more time. Um, so <laughs> we're going to cut you was, off, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Blonde Ambition, as as you may or may not know, was my my first concert of hers. Um, so, and another reason why I felt like it was important for it to be my son's, I don't know, just more important for me than him, probably. Sure. But um, my mom worked at the Capitol Center, which is where she performed. And so she always got like early access to tickets mm-hmm. for shows that were coming through. And knowing, obviously, or that I was obsessed um she was like i'm gonna get these tickets for him for his birthday and he can go with his aunt wanda and i don't have to see her um you know but i'll still be i think she's thinking in her head i'll still be like the star of the day because like i'm the one that gave them to him but um it was really special for me to go with my aunt because i knew she really liked her and you know it was and it was like a concert like and my head at the time it was like a foreign concept um like what is that like like yeah yeah, yeah. so whatever 
So I was in school one day, um, it's towards the end of the school year, and um, I get a call to come down to the principal's office, and um, they said my great-grandmother was there to pick me up, and I was like, oh, awesome, I get to leave school early. So I hop in the car, and I get, sit in the back seat, and she th- like kind of hands me a bunch of like newspaper articles that she had been cutting out um, about the tour that mm-hmm. she had been reading. I was like getting into the articles and she wasn't heading to my house. And I was like, where are we going? She's like, Oh, we're going to your mom's work. She has something to show you. And I was like, okay, cool. So we get to my, my mom's work and my mom's like, so I want to let you know, I got you tickets to see Madonna and she's, you're going to go, you know, this weekend with your aunt. And I was like, Holy shit. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, Oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> like what? And she was like, and they're here now. And so I can take you over there and you can see them rehearsing if you want. And I was like, yes, let's do it. And so um, <laughs> so we leave the office area and drive over to the venue. And um, we're like up in kind of like a high level. But uh, we get in there and for about 15 minutes, um, I saw them rehearsing Vogue just in plain clothes on the, oh, on the wow. stage. It was the craziest thing. And um, I realized now that that was like really special, but at the time I was just like, you know, this is cool, but you know, they're not in costume. You, you or didn't anything. appreciate it. As yeah, much. I didn't appreciate it as much. But um, and I remember it being a, just as an empty um, arena, it was just really, really loud, and um, <laughs> and all you could just feel the bass going through your body, but yeah. um, you couldn't really even hear them. But I know now that I was seeing, you know, the dancers and backup singers in Madonna. Absolutely. It was really cool. Now is as good a time as any to let's give Donald the lightning round. Lightning round. Okay, so as a listener of the podcast, Donald, you know all too well the lightning round is just meant to be quick off the top of your head. Wherever you're at in your Madonna journey right now, favorite Madonna song? (sighs) Hmm. Quick. Okay, uh, probably Lies La Bonita. Favorite Madonna video? Justify My Love. Favorite Madonna tour? Mm. It's a it's two way tie. It's Blonde Ambition and Confessions. Mm. Well, and three way tie with Madame. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, no, no. <laughs> sorry. You can't have it Favorite, all, Donald. You can't just name them all. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Favorite Madonna look, and it can be from a tour, photo shoot, mm. video, album. I think um, I think I've already kind of alluded to what my favorites are. Like Justify My Love is probably my all time favorite mm-hmm. from the but, sing- CD single. But I think just 1992 in general. Yeah, um, yeah. Like 1992 Madonna. The, um, Early 90s Madonna is great regardless. What was it? The uh, Vanity Fair? The Vanity show? Fair or the Vogue? They both came out in October 92. The, I think it was Vanity Fair where she was dressed as like kind of like Marilyn Monroe. Girl. Oh, no, yeah. yes. <laughs> you know, those are... Is that Vanity Fair? You know, those are... Yeah, that's Vanity Fair. Those are actual recreations of uh, Playboy centerfolds Playboy. from the 60s. Yes. I've seen the originals, and they're uncanny. Yeah. It's it's crazy. She They literally copied but, every item of clothing. Well, what shit, she's wearing. She looks so good in this. Yeah, she looks mm-hmm. great. Yeah. That and also... And I know, Stefan, it's one of your favorites. Um, Here we go with the, the staircase. Versace. <laughs> no, not the, not the staircase, though. Oh. The Versace campaign, but I like the... Um, I liked her sitting with like her leg hanging out at the table with the dog. Yeah, I love yes. that one. Yeah. Well, that whole yeah. shoot, yeah, it's brilliant. It's 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 straight amazing. straight straightish hair. 
But yeah, yeah, I loved it. She looks so good. Gives there. a wave. And that fishbowl, the fishbowl and the diving board. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I like that too. See, he, he pays um, attention to every detail. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Donald, thanks for stopping by the show. It's I, I, it was a long time coming. We're glad that we got you on a little bit. See, it wasn't so tough. You were nervous about this. No, you were I was just yeah. chatting. We couldn't we shut can't you up. Shut him up. <laughs> yeah, once I get started, I'm fine. It's the anticipation. It's like Madonna on Letterman. You know, she, she won't leave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks um, so much, Donald. It's great to meet you, and sure. I loved hearing all these stories, and um, yeah. and also getting your perspective on the design world of. Sure, yeah, I mean, well, I could talk about that stuff like for all day. We, so we look forward to time. seeing your um, Madonna upcoming Madonna T-shirt. Tell everyone where they can find you on social. So on social, you can find me as Donald Ely two underscore on instagram that's my personal mm-hmm. um or if you want to follow my illustration art direction graphic design stuff um you can follow three ring studio which is three spelled out mm-hmm. underscore ring underscore studio okay cool and i got his uh secret garden t-shirt very saucy t-shirt fits yeah. like fits beautifully it's wonderful and it has a a very dirty graphic on it, but it I, does. I, it does. Well, I'm I eagerly anticipating the like a prayer shirt because that's Tony loves a good like a prayer merch. I know. Remember, I had to wait like a six merch. months for my like a prayer anniversary so. long sleeve <sighs> T-shirt. <laughs> I still want the I still want the single the cassette single cover poster. I want the poster. Oh, and praying I, hands. The praying hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was called in the Boy Toad by Mail catalog. Praying yeah. hands poster. <laughs> <laughs> Desperately seeking well, praying hands. Everyone, thanks for stopping by today. Remember, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter at MLVC Podcast. We're streaming wherever you listen to podcasts, so share us with your friends and family and uh, so they don't miss out on all the goss that's happening. So uh, <laughs> anyway, we will chat with you next time. Thanks so much, Donald. Cool. All right. Yes, you're welcome. Bye, guys. See you.